Today on episode number 706, things are always changing and growing in the podcasting space. We have a new podcast magazine on the horizon, and we've got a new tool that makes it easy for your audience to give you money and sell your back catalog. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, and I thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. This is where I help you start your podcast, but I also help you grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, you can use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. And you might notice that I might be saying this just a little slower than usual. And the reason for that is I do another show. I do many shows about podcasts, but I'm lucky enough to do one with Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as the podcast talent coach. And it's called the Podcast Review Show, where oddly enough, we review your podcast. So if you're ever looking for some honest feedback, some constructive, I hate criticism, but you know, a little like, hey, this would work better if you didn't do that anymore. And uh, we just put out an episode featuring uh, Eric and myself reviewing the Beyond Westworld podcast. And I've said this in the past that often when we talk about our own shows, and I don't know if it's the voice in our head that's going, yeah, 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 talk about yourself or whatever's going on, but we speed up. And I wanted to play a quick clip from Beyond Westworld and the podcast review show. I mean, if I just play that one little clip he did again. Thanks to those of you that voted. Keep an eye out for a weekly guest survey polls on Twitter at Westworld Fans, on Instagram at Beyond Westworld, or in the Facebook group 29,000 Strong. Just search for Beyond Westworld. That is, uh, that's a pace. I, I kind of was waiting for him to go, sold to the man in the back. He had to take, he had to take a breath like, halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> when I, uh, when I coach uh, radio talent, I have to remind them that because radio talent say the name of the station every time they crack the mic. And because they say it 50 times a day and you know, on five days a week, thousands and thousands of times every year, it becomes a little throwaway statement because they've said it. And I always uh, tell them, slow down and take pride in what you're talking about. So there you go. You heard uh, myself. You heard Troy Heinrichs. He's the host. So the host actually comes on the show with myself and the third person you heard there, which was Eric K. Johnson, the podcast talent coach. And we let you know what you're doing right with your show and those things that maybe need a little polishing. And you can hear that full review over at podcastreviewshow.com. And we've got some new things coming into the podcasting world, I guess. And one is, and I think there's enough people, it'll be interesting to see if we can sustain a physical, as in like paper, magazine. And this is coming out uh, either at the end of January or the beginning of February, take your pick. And it's Podcast Magazine. Uh, Steve Olsher is the editor-in-chief. And there are basically three reasons why they're starting this. And the first one, he said, was whether they're just passionate about podcasting and they want to help support its growth. So Steve said, podcast has, we believe, it's reached an important tipping point for either attaining critical mass or returning to its roots 
as a compelling tool for hobbyists. And he says, we are unabashedly committed to doing whatever we can to ensure that podcasting's current status reflects its embryonic stages rather than the maturation of the medium. So number two, he says, we strive to serve podcast fans, taking them beyond the microphone and into the lives of today's leading podcasters and the shows they love. And he says, well, there are several publications that do a wonderful job of covering podcasters in the industry at large. Their focus is not on serving listeners. Our goal is to create the preeminent lifestyle publication that voraciously serves podcast fans while exploring the ever-evolving world of its culture. So I kind of picture this as like People Magazine for podcast listeners in a way. Although to me, People Magazine is a is a decent magazine. It's not like Star or something that's like a gossip rag. Uh, the third reason Steve is starting this, and he says this might be the most importantly, is he says we are committed to leveling the playing field for all podcasters. He says, as a podcaster, Steve, uh, the editor-in-chief, since 2009, he says, we launched our first episode of Reinvention Radio, and then later he continued on with Beyond Eight Figures. And uh, and he said, and soon, the Podcast Magazine podcast, of course. So if you're wondering if they're going to put this out as a podcast, they are. He says, I have witnessed firsthand the challenges of being a mere mortal without a huge platform who is unable to break onto the chart simply by bouncing existing fans and followers towards one's new podcast. He says, breaking into the ascending spiral of Apple and Spotify or Stitcher, you know, the the the, the usuals, right? He goes, trying to get into the charts is incredibly difficult. Uh, podcasts that are popular rank these charts uh, and new listeners find these shows because, well, they're visible and subsequently downloaded and they get rated and reviewed and subscribe to them. He says, and as a result, these podcasts continue their popularity ascent. In other words, the rich get richer. I'm going to paraphrase this. So what Steve is going to do in addressing this issue each month, he says, there are 19 podcast magazine category directors, and they're going to highlight kind of a podcast that's under the radar. You know, a show that uh, fans likely haven't heard of, but they should be listening to. And they're going to select a personal favorite for Off the Charts, uh, which showcases podcast magazine's top podcast picks of the month. And then each month, they're going to release the industry's only fan-driven chart, the podcast magazine's Hot 50. And so this is where we, as in you and myself, We'll get to vote on what your favorite podcasts are and the ones, you know, that you can't get enough of and what podcasts you feel that really need more recognition. And you're going to be able to leave your input, uh, your input uh, coming soon on their website right now is podcastmagazine.com. But the, uh, the magazine is going to tally the results and the new hot 50 chart will be released with uh now, are some of the more popular shows going to appear on our charts? Oddly, uh, yeah, they are because, well, they're popular. However, we also have a strong confidence, Steve says, that a significant number of podcasts are aren't among the, well, usual suspects. We'll make it onto the top hot 50. And uh, they very much look forward to introducing the world to these new podcasts. So uh, if you want to check it out, go out to Podcast Magazine. Dot com, 
And right now it's free. They don't say what it's going to be in the future, but uh, it's going to be interesting. According to their website, I'm recording this on the 19th. It says in 10 days. So that would be January 29th. And they actually have a button out there if you want to advertise in the magazine as well. So I'm excited to see, again, a, a this is not the first magazine that has come into the podcasting space. Uh, and hopefully this will be the first podcast magazine that actually sticks around. We have plenty of newsletters uh, and journals and things like that. This is an actual physical magazine. And we'll see uh, how that works because in the past it hasn't. So maybe now we have enough readers and subscribers. So if you're interested in it, again, check it out, podcastmagazine.com. Something that builds value is, well, let's go for an example. Would you walk two miles to get a dollar bill? No, probably not. You're like, nah, that's not really enough payoff for the time and effort to walk a couple miles. But if I said, hey, would you walk two miles to get $100? Uh, maybe, because that's perceived value. Number one, 100 bucks. I could do something with 100 bucks. If I said, hey, would you walk two miles to get $5,000? You're like, oh, okay, yeah. Now, if I'd said, let's go back to the $100 one. If I said, would you walk to the top of the stairs to get 100 bucks? You'd go, yo, yeah, I'll take 100 bucks for that. So it's a matter in some cases of what is the value, but the other thing is how easy is it to get there? And so today I'm interviewing the CEO of Glow. It's glow.fm. This is a new tool that you can use to basically have people donate money to you. And after the interview, I'll kind of compare it to some other things. And we actually compare it to some tools in our interview but one of the things I thought was cool about this is Amira actually is or started off as a podcaster. She did a local show called Backyard Cambridge. And, well, I'll just let her tell the story. Here's my talk with Amira Valiani from Glow.fm. Amira, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So tell us the story of Backyard Cambridge, which kind of then gave birth to Glow.fm. We were, and my background's in government, I'm, I'm really passionate about civic engagement, and I always hated the feeling of walking into a voting booth and not knowing who to vote for, especially with sort of city council, state state government elections. And so we had a city council election going on in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I lived, where 26 people were running for city council. And I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know how to do any of this. What if I went around and interviewed them and and turn into a podcast. So it wasn't just educational for me, but anyone else who sort of went through and, and cast their vote could listen to it and, and make an informed decision. And so I did that and I put together basically a five-part podcast series, walking local voters through the city council election, helping them understand the issues, helping them meet the candidates. We finished the first season and I just had the time of my life. It was so, so much fun. And I had listeners come to me after the fact and they said, all right, like, what's what's the plan with season two? Like, what are you going to do it on? You know, is it going to keep going? And I started to think, well, I, I would love to keep going. I've, I'm having the time of my life. Let me figure out how I can make money off this thing. And so I started to look around and figure out, you know, what the landscape looked like for podcast monetization. And I knew advertising, you know, was, was big, but I realized, you know, 
I might have an audience big enough to sway an election, but it's not big enough to get an advertiser. You know, a few hundred people is really consequential in a city council race, but you know, it's, it's not going to be big enough to get Casper knocking at my door. And then I said, well, you know, all these other subscription products, a lot of local newspapers, they have people pay for it. And so I built a whole business model around the idea of people paying for my podcast. And I went to go implement it and, and start to test out sort of willingness to pay and, and how often we have to put things out there. And I went to go build it and realized there was no easy way to charge people for my podcast. And I said, huh, how can that be? Every other medium out there, there's a way to charge people if you want them to, but but I couldn't figure this out for Backyard Cambridge. And so that was sort of the genesis of me looking around for, for good ways to do this. And as I started meeting more and more podcasters, I found a lot of people had been through sort of the same rigmarole, but they figured out how to tackle it in a different way. You know, they hired um, engineers in Eastern Europe to build some kind of way to charge for premium content by downloading a separate app, or they made listeners go through a really contrived process. And I said, man, this is too hard. Like there should be a really easy way to build a membership basis for your podcast and for people who really love what you're listening to, to be able to pay you. Uh, And that was Genesis. And that's, uh, I've said this before, a lot of times it's after you start a podcast, your audience will give you the idea of what product you need to build. And that's just another great example. You started that and they're like, Hey, we want more. And that's always a good problem to have when you, you know, they always say, leave them wanting more. So off you went and glow.fm was created. So walk us through. Cause the one thing I heard about this from Erica Mandy, the newsworthy, and that's the first time I, I saw it. And it, I think it's interesting because it seems like, and I'll let you finish the process. You basically click a link and something pops up and, and, and just take us from there. Yeah. So, so the way it works is, you know, you might be listening to the Newsworthy by Erica Mandy or Acquired by Ben Gilbert or Money for the Rest of Us by David Stein. And you hear a call to action that says, you know, if you really love what we're doing and you want more of it, you can support the Newsworthy or become an insider. Uh, click on this link in the show notes and then a page pops up. And it's completely branded with a podcaster. So it's you know, sort of their face front and center. It's completely mobile for optimized for mobile. And then there's just a button that says sign up here. You click the sign up button and then you pay using Apple or Google Pay. So really quick, just use your thumb. And then you're taken to a checkout page or you're taken to a landing page. And on the page, there's two options. If it's a podcast that's just asking for listener support, it says thank you. Uh, or if it's a podcast that's providing premium audio content in exchange for payment, there's a list of podcast players. The listener can click on that player and a private podcast feed with exclusive content that's not available anywhere else except for that listener will be available in their podcast player of choice. And so if I'm a listener and I paid for the subscription program for the acquired show, I can go back to my library in my podcast player and see alongside all my other favorite podcasts, my premium subscription show that I paid for that's not available anywhere else. Nice. And is it a an ongoing membership thing or can somebody just have like a one-time fee or how did it can be either. You know, so when I was a podcaster, I was thinking, you know, I want to be able to test a lot of different things out. I want to be able to figure out the kind of membership program that works for me and stick with it. So the heart of what we do and most of our most of our customers uh, sign up for monthly payments. So they get monthly payments from their listeners. Or they can also offer an annual membership. So you know maybe it's $5 a month, but you could pay on an annual basis for $50. 
Uh, but we also have customers that offer one-time payments. So if they want to give people the chance to just support them on a one-time basis or the chance to pay for content one time so they don't produce content on a recurring basis, uh, they can do that as well. So it's really flexible for the podcaster. The idea is we want to make it as easy as possible for a podcaster to set up a paid program. And it's up to the podcaster what people will pay for, how much they'll pay, and on what time scale people will pay. Got it. And is that you said the the yearly thing, is that something where it could be, you know, five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year, you know, you save ten bucks if you do the yearly thing. So you have complete control over the pricing, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcaster has complete control over the pricing and they could discount for the yearly membership. And and something really interesting happened when we rolled out yearly membership is which is today we see podcasts that offer both monthly and annual memberships, about 20% of their revenue comes from annual memberships, which is great. So that means, one, their listeners, a really good percentage of them, are choosing to, to pay them up front. Right. So it's a demonstration of the dedication. But also for the podcaster, that's great because instead of having to predict out revenue really variable, uh, you have money up front for the year uh, so you can predict sort of over the course of um, you know, the rest of year what your budget might be from those listeners. So it's really exciting to see sort of both of those lever points for our customers. The audience is basically just proving their commitment to your show, which is great because like you said, you you now got them for another, you know, whatever, 12 months or however it goes. So that's great. But let's talk about the pricing. Then we'll get into, because I know Patreon has different tiers and things like that. If somebody signs up, how does your pricing work? We try to be really simple and we try to frame it in a way where we start with a podcaster when they're young and we grow with them. So we have two pricing models. One is if you're just collecting listener support. And then the other is if you're using Glow to distribute premium content. So if you're just using Glow to collect listener support, that means that you're just giving people a chance to support you. You're not offering exclusive audio in return. We're free. So that means the only thing that comes out of your pocket is credit card charges. Uh, so, you know, if your listener pays you five bucks, we'll take the small credit card fee, we'll pass it off to them, and the rest of that goes to you. And then our second pricing is for podcasters that want to be able to offer premium content. So they want to develop some kind of subscription revenue program. And for that, it's a per listener basis, and we charge 55 cents per listener per month. And so what that means is that if you're charging your listener $5, we take 55 cents, the credit card company takes a small fee, and the rest of that money goes in your pocket. And that's all on a monthly basis. So we set our pricing structure so that we give you a really easy baseline. We want to make it as easy as possible to get started. And we grow with you. So you're never going to pay out of pocket to use Glow and be charged to make money when you're not actually making money yourself. Nice. And the other thing I, I like about that idea is I know I have played with Patreon and the more I get into this, you know, everybody wants to make a dollar tier. And in the end, somebody that would give you a dollar will probably give you three or two, or it's, it's like, and anytime you, you start with a dollar tier, no matter what platform you're on, you're giving a ton away. Well, not a ton, but a percentage wise, cause it's such a small donation. Yeah, uh, you're giving 80% of the value away. Yeah. And you, you end up where if it was, you know, simply by doubling it to two, or like you said, five, you know, now the, that 55 cents isn't 40% of your, your profit. It's, it's, it makes so much more sense. And it somewhat separates the, uh, this is probably not politically correct to say anymore, separate the men from the boys. That's so uh, <laughs> specific, but you know, your true fans are going to go through and, and go through that. And, and like you said, it, it makes it very easy. They don't have to go to another website. It's right there on the app and things like that. 
So I, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned the P word Patreon. Um, <laughs> what's the, what's the biggest differences between the two? Cause I know Patreon, I have to, I don't want to say hassle, depending on, I guess, which side it is, but I know the things that people struggle with is you have to cut, you don't have to, but most people come up with these different tiers. And if it's this much, then what do I give them and shout outs and yada, yada, yada. So what's the the biggest difference between the two? So I think there's, there's a couple of key differences and you can say it the P word, but you know, we, uh, we are big fans of Patreon and what they do. But you know they're they're just not built for podcasts, and so what we strive to do is take the inspiration that people want to and should be paying for content, and we bring that to podcasting specifically. So Glow is meant specifically to solve the problem: how do your listeners pay you? And so you know that starts with just the experience of the product right away. So we are meant to make it as easy as possible for the listener to go from hearing your call to action to checking out. So that's thing one. It is really quick for your listeners and meant to be frictionless. So in less than 30 seconds, they click a link in their show notes, they check out using Apple Pay, and they can access you know whatever premium content that they have. And so for your listeners, making that journey between uh, hearing the call to action and payment as quick as possible is incredibly important. And we really optimize around that for the podcast listening experience specifically. So your listeners don't have to go create a new login somewhere else. They don't have to worry about navigating to a website and finding you. It's clicking two buttons and making that payment. That's thing one. Thing two is that flexibility that we really talked about earlier. So we think that different podcasters have different needs and, and want to ask for different things out of their listeners. And so the ability to be able to build a program that has either one time or a manual or annual payments or all three is something we really hold core. And we want to be able to make that payment process really, really simple. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, we really put a lot of pride in growing with you and putting your brand front and center. And so when your listener goes to your page there's no giant glow logo up in the corner. There's no search box where they sort of look for you. Someone could go to your page, they go through the entire checkout experience. They might never have ever interacted with glow. It's really about your relationship with them as an audience member. And so we really pitch around the podcast brand being front and center as opposed to the glow brand being front and center. So, so those are three things. One is super, super frictionless for listeners, making it as easy as possible for them to go from hearing to putting money in your pocket. Two is complete flexibility, setting your pricing, setting your program, collecting payments as often as you want. And three is, you know, putting your brand front and center above ours. I know one of the top people using Patreon some political show, uh, El Chapo, something, something, and they have one level. I think it's five bucks. So it proves you don't need multiple tiers to like, that's not the key to success. The the key to success is having an engaged audience and really good content. Do you have any examples of maybe, uh, obviously you made it for podcasters, but do you have anybody doing things that you go, Hmm, I never thought of it using it that way or any different, uh, examples that you might have of people using your system? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of fun ones. One is, you know, we have this one podcaster who runs a podcast called Style with a Side of Fries, and she's not just a podcaster. She and, and we see this with a lot of our customers. You know, she has a coaching business. She sells online courses. She offers uh, consulting, and she's really a nutrition counselor. You know, she's someone to help people make a sustainable diet. And with her podcast, she sort of preaches the word of, of sort of sustainable diets. And what she uses Glow for is to collect listener contributions, but in exchange for people who support her, they get a weekly recipe digest. So she emails each of them 
a meal plan for the week. Uh, and then she offers them, you know, a, a cute nay once a quarter, but they, she uses glow, not necessarily for exclusive content, but material to give people fun recipes. Another example that we think is really interesting is um, we have a creator who's just getting started who wants to create a course and he has an online course actually on podcasting. And he said, you know, I could offer this via video, but really I just want people to be able to hear me. And I would love to be able to sell my online course to my listeners and be able to offer it to them exclusively through through Glow. And so what he's doing is he's setting up his online course so that someone can go to their page pay for it. And then the course is actually an exclusive podcast that just gets distributed to people who pay. And the way he's setting up his course is actually really cool. It's a a pay what you want course. And so listeners can pay $0 or they could pay $100. They sort of choose as much as they can. Hmm. Uh, But the idea is it's a course available exclusively to people who have gone through that process and, and no one else. So those are a couple of the fun things that we've seen. And if you were somebody like, oh, I don't know, me that has an audiobook coming out later this year, that could be very interesting because I could make it one file, click here, pay for it, and then you have it instantly available. Hmm. That's that, yeah. that could be I should I guess I should announce it here, but yeah, we're we're gonna have our first audiobooks out in Glow not too not too long from now. And so yeah, that could be extremely interesting. An audiobook. The other one that's kind of fun is um We've been working with a, a local DJ who wants to be able to make his sets available uh, via Glow. And he says, you know, I could, I could post it in the Apple Music Store, or the iTunes Store, but they're going to take a giant cut and have this great fan base here. I can advertise to them. I would love to be able to sell my music via Glow. So all kinds of fun uses. What uh, information do you get about your customers? Like if you wanted to add them to an email list or something like that, do you get that kind of information or is that... Uh, something, you know, with the the latest privacy laws, how much information do you get about your customer? All the information that uh, that you should be getting about your customer is yours. So that's email list. That's when they join their email address, when they joined, how much they paid. Uh, we don't give you their credit card information and right. we don't even store that. That's all through Stripe. But you can, uh, you know, it's your customer and your audience member. And you, so you should be able to engage with them directly. And in fact, not to jump the gun a little bit, but you were asking about one of the announcements that we're making. We're getting ready soon to roll out a Zapier integration. And what that means, uh, if you want to nerd out over tech, is you can use someone signing up for Glow to be able to add them to all kinds of other services to create some really cool chains of reaction. So that means, you know, maybe automatically if someone signs up to Glow, their email address will be added, you know, directly to your MailChimp or Active Campaign list. So they'll automatically be added to your mailing list. But then you could do really cool things like maybe automatically send them a welcome email, thanking them for coming and asking them for their address so that you can mail them maybe a piece of merch or a card. And so there's all kinds of fun stuff that you can do with that, uh, with those details. That's very cool. Yeah. I do like that. Now we have to figure out where is the media coming from? Are we uploading that to your servers or is it on some other web host or how does that work? So you can, you don't have to switch your, your host at all. So, you know, where the media comes from is you can upload your content to, to Libsyn or whatever your host is. And you take that RSS feed, you don't give it to anyone else, okay. uh, you input it into Glow. And what we do on the back end is we actually create, every time there's someone who goes to the checkout flow, we create a new private feed uh, just for that person. And so, you know, if they stop paying, we can go ahead and shut that that feed off. And so you host your media wherever you traditionally like to host your media for your regular podcast. You give us the private feed uh, and we'll go do all the back end work from there in terms of managing your membership. Nice. That makes life easy. And that was going to be my question is what happens if, if somebody 
quits paying, I guess on their app, they can down, is, is, are they downloading the files or are they just streaming them? So we can't stop people from down, downloading the files because of the way the ecosystem works, but they get no further, uh, they get no further access to the feed. And if they haven't downloaded the files yet, they, they won't continue to get access to those files. Uh, anything else that we should know about glow.fm before I, uh, I let you go? It sounds really interesting. And the Zapier thing makes me go, oh, now that could be fun. That could be a lot. Not that oh, it's yeah. fun already, but I was like, oh, that could be interesting. All kinds of fun things you could do. I mean, you could, uh, you know, you could use Glow to add people to a continuous email list or to be able to add people to a community like a, a Discord or a Slack channel or to be able to give them access to um, video or what one of our podcasters is doing right now in this test is using it to um, be able to automatically add people to a type form and then sort of create an entire spreadsheet where he's getting all kinds of other information about them. So um, so that's a great integration of Zapier. And then the flip side of it is we start to have podcasters come to us now who say, I have a membership program elsewhere. Maybe I host it on uh, Kajabi. Um, you know, I don't want to move all those members over, but I want to give them access to private feeds. Can I do that with Glow? And the answer is, yeah, we, we can be sort of your home point for offering exclusive audio content. And if your base of payment is elsewhere on a, on a different kind of server, um, you know, maybe it's Skillshare, Thinkific, um, Memberful, we, we can host that private content. So super, super multifaceted. That's, that's what we brag about. Um, you asked the last thing that I want people to know about Glow I cannot emphasize this to, to your listeners enough, and it sounds like you say it to them too. You'll never know if you don't try. So I talk to so many podcasters who say, you know, would people pay? Will they pay? How much do they charge? And the best way to start is to is to put out a program. You know, it, it takes 10 minutes to set up a page. You know, it could be, I, I want you to do it with us, but it, but it could be anywhere. It takes 10 minutes to set up a page. It takes, you know, 30 seconds to put out a call to action in every episode repeat your call to action. And I think you'll really be surprised by how your listeners come through to you. But you got to put up the page, you got to ask, and you got to ask consistently. Nothing comes unless you ask, but you will be shocked by how much your listeners really want to support you. You know, they take hours out of their precious time to listen to you. And, and this is a good way that they can reward you. So my big message to your listeners, just try it. Yeah. Cause you have the, the one method there where if you just want listener support, basically, cause if you've ever tried to get PayPal into an app, you know, that doesn't wreck your feed or whatever, if it's in your show notes and things like that, this is a whole lot easier. Is there any kind of setup fee for, for somebody that wants to kick the tires? No and use the yeah. It's absolutely, it's absolutely free to start. So you have, you have nothing to lose. You know, you could set up your page and if, if no one comes through, then, then you're out nothing, but uh, you know, it, it does not hurt to, to go through the setup process and go ahead and stick that link in the show notes and, and make your call to action. And, and the most important thing you could do is, is just tell listeners that there's a way to support you. And, and we provide on our website, and I'm sure you can help with this too, Dave, is you know we provide example scripts for calls to action, oh, nice. ways to engage your listeners via email. You just got to get started. That's the most important thing to remember. Well, you definitely have, have piqued my interest. I'm like, all right, now, which show can I put this on now just to play oh, yeah. with? So. Amira, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we appreciate you coming in to explain uh, Glow.fm to us, and uh, good luck with uh, everything in the future. Thank you so much, Dave. Good luck to you, too. I'm very excited to be here. All right, so let's talk about this a little bit. And first of all, I need to say this. 
since we're talking about making money from your podcast, the first thing I always like to say is you don't have to make money with your podcast. If you just want to have fun with your friends and family and have a a set time on the week that you get together with your old friends from wherever and you talk about the stuff that you used to talk about, you're allowed to do that. You do not have to make money with your podcast. And the other thing I always like to say right up front, don't forget about the rule of 3%. And you're like, what is that? That means if you're saying, wow, if I could get 50% of my audience to give me two bucks, I would be rich. And I go, you're not going to get 50%. You're not going to get 30%. You're not going to get 10%. You're lucky if you get 3%. And I don't say that to be a downer. I say that because, well, it's true. And so a couple ways that you can make money with your podcast is Patreon in terms of getting money from people. This isn't selling a product. This is how do people give me money? And the first rule of that is make something valuable, make something you can't get anyplace else. And the one that kind of always sticks out to me that I find a hard time monetizing are people that do inspirational stories, right? You're like, oh, I want to interview people who went from rags to riches and now they're, I don't know, solving toilet problems, whatever's going on. I'm thinking of Bill Gates here and I want them to inspire people to reach for their dreams. That in my book is hard to monetize because there's no product. It's not like a running show where you can sell sneakers. It's not a business show where you can sell fresh books. There's nothing I think that ties in directly. Now I might be wrong, but for me, I don't think of anything off the top of my head, unless you're a life coach. That would be one. If I'm a life coach and I'm getting people to go, look, reach for your dreams and I can help you because I'm a life coach. I could see that. And so when I don't have a product, how do I get my audience to give me money? Well, I just said only 3% of them. And a lot of people use Patreon. It's patreon.com. I'll have links to these out in the show notes. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 706. Another one is mylibson.com. Uh, this is, or just go to Libsyn. It's my Libsyn is Libsyn is a podcast media hosting company. Full disclosure, I work there and we have the ability to make a custom app for you. And the specialty of my Libsyn is you can set it up so that whatever the last 10 episodes are free. Everything after that, you have to pay for it. It's kind of like making your own little Netflix and you can have bonus content there and all sorts of other things like that. So that is another way where Patreon has different levels of support. So if you give me X amount of money, you get this. If you give me more money, then you get more stuff. Hence, Glow.fm is a little different. They basically, if you just want to accept donations and payments, so whether that be one time or monthly or yearly, like we just heard, you can do that. And what I kind of, and I played with that, and I will say this, how is this different then compared to the other ones now that we've heard about the different ones? Well, there are tools like PayPal. Uh, If you go to paypal.me slash podcast coach, or if you go to cash.app slash school of podcasting, those are tools that you can just whip out the uh, credit card uh, and leave me some money. and. With the Cash App, they do point you to downloading an app. And with PayPal, 
it seems like they want you to set up a PayPal account to kind of pay. So again, we're, we're getting back to making it easy for your audience to give you money if they feel so moved. They all seem to take about 3%. That's just processing fees. And with Glow, after you pay a podcast, and it is very easy to pay, uh, it's going to ask you if you want to complete your setup. Now, that is optional. But if you continue and you choose a password, then you do have a Glow.fm account. Now, that's free for your listeners, but they do now officially have a Glow.fm account. They might be going, what do I do with this if they're truly just a listener? And uh, I could be missing something, but I'm not seeing a ton of difference between Glow.fm if you're using them to just accept payments, except one big difference, and that is they allow you to pick colors, they allow you to upload your artwork, and some of the other ones I mentioned do as well, but this one just looks better, and it's geared to work great on phones, and things of that nature. The one thing, I, and I'm going to reach out to them and say, hey, can you let me know what size of image you're looking for? Because you'll see, you go to the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 706 and click on the one I set up for you to play with. Uh, I, right now, the artwork is a little wonky. So then it was like, okay, so um, if we're looking at just a PayPal button, it's it's a very pretty PayPal button. And you can also, again, very easily set it up so that people can, A, set their own price. Because you can say, hey, click here to donate $5 a month. And if they want to do $6 a month or $3 a month, they can do that. If they want to do their own yearly thing, you kind of give them suggestions or they can just donate month or a, a one-time thing. So I was like, all right. Then I looked at the premium plan. So this is where I'm not just putting out a pretty button for people to give me money via credit card. Now I've got some sort of catalog that I want to give them back episodes, bonus content, things like that. So what I looked at was what if somebody paid you $5? And one thing to keep in mind, so many people start off with a dollar tier. I know I do that. I have a Patreon account. And if I could go back and I'll probably change this eventually. I think the lowest I would do is $2 because anybody that would give you $1 will probably give you two. And so I said, Hey, let's just say $5 a month. And so if a listener paid me $5 a month on glow, I would keep $4 and 30 cents because it's $5. And as she said, it's 55 cents per user per, you know, somebody's getting the, their own private feed and the back catalog and all that plus 15 cents, which is your 3%. Of $5. So you end up with $4.30. If I was using Patreon, I would actually get more money. And I was surprised by that. Uh, $4.45 because of that 55 cents. They have a flat fee. It's 55 cents plus your processing fees, where Patreon, it's 8% plus the 3% for processing fees. And I actually did some math. It was a whole lot of math. And we all know there's nothing more fun than listening to math in a podcast. But to make a long story short, it it doesn't, for, for you to get more money on Glow than on Patreon, somebody has to uh, commit to $13 a month. And at that point, you would make $11.36 on Glow.fm. Patreon would make $11.28. So 
this is when you know you have way too much free time when you're building spreadsheets to calculate this stuff. And um, the other thing I want to say is with Patreon, you can actually upload an MP3 file directly to Patreon. Now, you're not going to get any stats on that. Zero. But you can save the money from buying a media host. And as she said, you can kind of use this with any media host. With Libsyn, you could sign up and basically delete all your destinations if you wanted a private feed and put a little bit of code in there so Google can't find it, things like that. So it's really not that hard to set up, but you are going to have to pay for that. So it it's funny because when I first started this out and I wanted to interview this, I thought, wow, this sounds like a slam dunk. And it really is. We're back into a it depends when it comes to crowdfunding. Uh, is it Patreon? Is it going to be glow.fm? Is it just a good old fashioned PayPal button? I know a couple of people that do that. Is it going to be my Libsyn? And I'm sure there are more coming out of the woodwork, but I do, I will say they make it easy. And that's where I said, when it comes down to value, you have two things that are going to get people to open up the, the purse strings. And that is number one, the value you deliver. You have to deliver value. Nobody's going to pay for meh. Oh, I, I got to tell you, that was so <sighs> that I just had to bust out my wallet and give you some money. People are going to pay for things that make them go, wow, I want you to do more of that. And you make it easy. So I want to try something right now. If you've ever got any value out of any episode of the School of Podcasting, I would like you to go to the app that you're listening to this on. Most of you are listening on an app. Or if you want to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash glow, and you can donate anything you want. You can... You want it to make it reoccurring? Well, God bless you. That would be awesome. But if you just want to give me, hey, let's let's buy Dave a cup of coffee, five bucks, two bucks, whatever you want to do. I want to do a test on this. If you've ever got any value from any of the programs I do, how about this one time you throw Dave a bone and I will report on this next week. Again, if you're listening on an app right now, just scroll down. It's right there in the show notes. Or just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash glow. Hey, don't forget this question of the month, and I need this by January 24th. So basically, that's coming right up. This month's question is kind of split. If you don't have a podcast yet, what do you feel is stopping you from starting your podcast? And if you already have a podcast, what are you going to be doing differently in 2020 and why? And again, I need those answers by January 24th. And you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. There's a link there. You can leave voicemail. You can uh, record a message via SpeakPipe, or there's actually a link there. If you've recorded something already, you can just uh, click to upload the pre-recorded message. And again, I need that by January 24th because it will be coming out the following week. And of course, don't forget to mention your podcast if you have one and where we can find it. That address again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Hey, 
Hey, coming up here very soon, January 24th, I will be speaking. This is an online uh, summit. It's called Mass Media Podcast Summit. You can use the coupon code SCHOOL to save when you sign up on that, and I'll have links out in the show notes again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 706. Then February 8th, I'll be at the Bay Area Independent Publishers Association. That's in Novato, California. February 12th through the 15th, Podcast Movement Evolutions, and I am now speaking there. That is in Los Angeles, California. February 21st through the 22nd, I will be at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. I'll also be speaking at that one. I'm really looking forward to that one because it's the first one of its kind. That's in Houston. March 8th, I'll be speaking at PodFest Multimedia Expo in Orlando, Florida. And then in June 12th through the 13th, this is a new one. I'm going back to Utah. That's right. I'm looking forward to catching up with the Holga Fields and all the other fine people out there in Utah. That is June 12th through the 13th, and I will be speaking at the Utah Podcast Summit. If you want to uh, know more about some events, all you have to do, go out to podcastingevents.com. Here are some events that are coming up just this week that I'm not at. Uh, well, actually, one I am at. That is the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. That's the 20th. The 21st, the California Podcast Association, that's in Oakland, is meeting. Uh, the 22nd through the 25th, the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. In Atlanta, on the 23rd, there's a live onstage podcast event with audience and networking. On the 24th, the Voices of, of Dentistry. That's in Scottsdale, Arizona. On the 24th, Mass Media Podcast Online Event. That's the one I already mentioned I'm at. And then also on the 24th in Salt Lake City, the Outlier Podcast Festival. For all podcasting events, check them out, podcastingevents.net. Hey, if you're looking to start a podcast, again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And again, that's at schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. I look forward to seeing you on the inside of the School of Podcasting, taking advantage of all the awesome courses, the private coaching, and of course, the private Facebook group for networking. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed.